Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Love Fruit Podcast. And today we're joined by Brett Cohen. And Brett is someone that I uh, remember from the Woodstock Fruit Festival. And I, he got in touch with me and late, uh, told me that he has got a book. I think it's called Fruitarian Yummies. So Yes, that's, that's right. We'll hear a bit more about that. Brett, would you like to introduce yourself a little bit to the audience? Sure. Hey, everyone. I'm Brett. Uh, I'm from the United States of America, I guess you might call it. <laughs> um, what can I say about myself? Uh, I have been on the fruitarian path for 16 years now. Um, very special thing to me. Uh, growing up, I had a chronically ill father. Uh, he had MS, multiple sclerosis. Uh, you may be familiar with that, with that, Ronnie, and uh -huh. people listening. Um, like a lot of people, basically, I feel that I'm surrounded by a lot of illness, a lot of uh, issues that don't seem quite right. You know, um, and so, yeah, when I was 24, uh, without going too much into that, well, I will say, uh, you know, it's, it was very difficult. Basically, my father, um, my earliest memories, he walked on a cane and then he was in a wheelchair and he was gradually more and more paralyzed. Uh, so... So there's that. Then when I was 24, which is uh, 20 years ago now, uh, he he passed away. And um, part of the upside of that is that I became very interested in, I said, well, I want to really get to the bottom of what is the real causes of sickness and health. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I spent a huge amount of time exploring these things. One of the main, one of the main subjects that, that has led me to, uh, I discovered fruitarianism. Once I stopped resisting being on the internet uh, when I was 28, I started looking into this huge library that we, most of us on this planet have access to now and exploring my interests. Um, one, of the, one of the topics that, that led me to very quickly was I found there's people on there that were suggesting it's possible to live just eating fruit and that it's actually healthy and that you don't have to harm or kill anything to, uh, to do that, not animals, not plants. And, uh, and I thought that was really fascinating. My, since I was little, I, I remember being very young, maybe five years old or something, and uh, having this realization that in order to eat food, in order to go on living, we have to kill other living things and put them through 
terrible pain. Um, whether it's, from my perception, there's animals and plants that experience pain similarly. Um, and so, yeah, that was really difficult. That was a really difficult thing to, uh, to get my head around. So, you know, I, <laughs> I just kind of lived with that for some years. And uh, then back to uh, where we just were in the story, I, I'm 28 and I'm reading about fruitarianism. And uh, I said, well, this is amazing. Uh, I'm, this, I want to do this. And so since then, I've been on this journey. It's been, been uh, very intense. Lots of ups and downs and left and right and <laughs> so on along the way. Um, yeah, a uh, little bit, I don't know, what else can I say about myself? Uh, I, I do music. I like to go for walks and running and making things with my hands, you know, <laughs> hanging out with people. I like to connect with good people. Yeah. yeah. Sure, thank you very much. You're talking about your dad having MS, and it seems like that was very difficult. And do you see that as being a diet-related condition? Yes, absolutely. Uh, I mean, pretty much all illness as I see it at this point is caused by an overwhelm of our bodies. Uh, and so there's various reasons for that, right? Um, one of the main reasons is, is food. Uh, in, in, well, no, I won't, I won't, I'll hold off on saying that for a second. Uh, basically food, when we eat food, our bodies go through a very laborious process to, to, deal with process digest that food right um and so therefore it's a big deal it's it's very much worth looking into we exhaust ourselves most everyone that i see uh, appears to me to be pretty exhausted um mm -hmm. in different ways yeah especially the older we get it, it builds up these things build up and then eventually uh, we die. Um, <laughs> so, yes, I think my father's illness and pretty much every illness that people have is uh, the body becomes overwhelmed by very much food, uh, not only food, the way we think, the way we breathe, the, the way we live our lives in general. <clears throat> um, so one of the main points about fruit, aside from the ethical aspect that uh, I just touched on, is uh, it's very easy to digest. It's much easier than anything else. Fruit is uh, maybe 10, 20 percent of the digestive of, of the body's energies it requires compared to other things. 
uh, that, that people tend to eat. Yeah. Um, so yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's a diet related issue. I seem to think that um, it seems to be like an autoimmune condition connected with animal proteins, probably maybe milk related. Uh, I know that there's a lot of MS in the countries that have a lot of dairy or the most dairy and uh, very little MS in the countries that eat very little dairy, apparently. Mm. Um, and it's an absolute scandal that it's not, <laughs> that's not common information. Should be completely common information. It's just absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, lifestyle growing up, were you on a kind of regular diet? Yeah, pretty regular, pretty standard American diet. Uh, I ate everything. We we ate uh, a lot of vegetables, a lot of seeds grains and so on, uh, some fruit, some meat and, and uh, you know, eggs and dairy, yeah. And did you experience mm. health issues yourself? Um, I, yes, I would say yes, not to the degree that my father mm. had, but... Um, but uh, I definitely had some. I was, I was, well, let's see. I, I just didn't have that much energy a lot of the time. I would feel tired. I would, uh, yeah, I would feel tired. I would feel depressed. Um, and not only, I think a certain amount of depression, what you might call depression is, is healthy for people. Um, you know, because we're surrounded by a world with a lot of problems, so you don't necessarily want to just pretend everything is great when when there are problems that need to. Uh, it may be good for us to think about sometimes. Um, so there's that. Uh, other, I mean, I had health issues that people consider to be normal, mm -hmm. like acne. Um, on my skin and uh, well, I mentioned low energy but it would be so low sometimes that you know I would have trouble waking up in the morning uh, I don't have those kinds of issues anymore mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's great and you you talked about finding it on the internet finding fruitarianism on the internet but yeah. how did you even find that what were you searching for how did you come across it yeah, that part is a little tough to remember. Um, I just recall that I was exploring my interests, and it led me there. At first, I did not find. Um, I found only text that people were writing. Uh, it wasn't until later that I found more more detailed information, people with sharing pictures and video. Um, I found uh, Mango Wadsack's mm -hmm. um, his stuff, who um, I saw you, you did a talk with him a little sure. while ago. 
good. That was nice. Thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it, I, I was mainly just struck, like I said, with the, the ethical side of it. The, um, the ethical side of it. Uh, I went on, I immediately decided I'm going to just eat fruit, which, uh, you know, yeah, I did that only for several months. And I went through various phases since then, 100% uh, raw fruit for uh, about four months. And then I decided I was going to add some raw dairy in because that seemed like a good idea at the time. <laughs> that was uh, not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's basically what what did you what would you describe your diet as now? Uh, primarily fruits. I I have been eating primarily fruit for the whole time, sixteen years. Uh, mastering our own minds in terms of food control, on the other hand, is one of the most difficult things I think anyone can do. Uh, in yogic philosophy, uh, they call it mitahara. Um, which is just means food control. Um, so you might have in your mind exactly what you want to do, but sticking to that 100% is another story. I think most people on the internet nowadays talking about these kinds of things aren't necessarily being that honest about what they really eat um, day in and day out. Um, so the, in the last 14, in the last uh, 16, excuse me, since I was, yeah, the last 16 years now. <laughs> um, the longest that I have yet been able to eat 100% raw fruit is uh, about three and a half months, three and a half, four months. Um, and, you know, I, then I tend to, if I really want something else enough, I think it's better to just allow it rather than just sitting there with your, your, your you know, your hands in fifth kind of you know um i have a practice that uh, i wanted to share with you guys that may be helpful for some people um it's called balanced effort so balanced effort is basically the practice of not putting too much or too little effort into things uh, I use this with my musical practice, with, with working with my, my students, um, similarly to with these things. You, you don't, if a person wants to uh, stick with something like this for a long period, okay, because a lot of people get into this kind of thing and they kind of stick with it for maybe a couple years or so at the longest, and then they move on to something else. Uh, but for me, the, the ethical side of this is just too significant. Um, it's kept me here. So I have this practice, the, the balanced effort. You basically, you do not want to, you do not want to try too hard or be too easy on ourselves. Then we can continue to make progress. So 
I've gradually mastered my own mind and developed my habits in these ways <clears throat> through the years. Um, currently, I eat only fruit most days, and then maybe once, twice a week, uh, I will have some other food. Um, and it could be it could be anything. I don't personally that much difference between if it's not fruit then uh, yeah then I don't personally I, I respect the vegetarian vegan idea of we're not going to eat animals um, because we don't want to kill but we'll eat plants so from my perspective it appears that uh, plants as I mentioned feel a, a similar they have a similar experience to the animal. Um, we do not necessarily relate to them as easily um, as animals because they don't have faces, they don't scream and so on. But uh, I want to make the point that there's, even, to a, even if a person is not, um, even if a person is not necessarily intuitively feeling in agreement with with what's being said here. Uh, there's plenty of science that can be explored nowadays. I highly recommend, for example, there is a, a film called In the Mind of Plant. The topic is plant consciousness uh, for anyone that may want to do research. But uh, one of the, there, I'll mention um, one or two things um, uh, on in that vein. So in the film, In the Mind of Plants, which is all about, as, you, as it sounds, uh, plant consciousness, um, they, they go through a story, um, <clears throat> it's in Europe somewhere, uh, Australia, <laughs> somewhere out there that's not the US. Uh, they have sort of a murder mystery going on. There, there's these animals called the kudu. Do you know the kudu, Rani? Uh, okay. You ever hear of them? Maybe they're like a large hoofed animal in Africa. Yeah, maybe? they're kind of similar to a deer. Uh huh. Yeah. So there's these kudu in this area, and large numbers of them are being found dead all of a sudden. And no one knows why. There, they can't, there's no sign of any real injury or anything like that. It's, it's a mystery. Um, so a little while later, some, some scientists decide they want to look into it. Right? And uh, basically what they find is the kudu were overgrazing this type of plant, this acacia plant. And... Uh, so these plants decided they have to defend themselves somehow. And what they did was they started producing more of a specific chemical, uh, something called tannin, um, which is toxic to, which was toxic to the kudu and killed them. Mm -hmm. And they did it as a, as a conscious self-defense move. There's tons of stuff like that all over the plant kingdom for anyone that wants to look. Anyone that thinks that plants are not extremely conscious, intelligent beings, uh, the, the rice plant actually has 
about twice as many genes as humans, it turns out. <laughs> That's one I just found out the other day. Or I mean, I was reminded of the other day. It, did you ever hear that one? <laughs> I, no, I didn't know. Yeah, so they, they tend to say like a more advanced organism will have more genes. Uh -huh. So if that's true, then that would make rice, the, the rice plant, uh, twice as advanced as humans. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, plant consciousness is uh, definitely one to ponder about. Um, so anyway, that's uh, maybe, I don't know if that was too long-winded, but that's, uh, that's some of what I eat and some of my, my uh, reasoning behind it. So nearly 100% fruit, 100% fruit most days. It, it, I will say just uh, if I eat something else, I always feel a huge crash. It's like I do not feel good after that, not nearly compared to eating just raw fruit, which yeah, is so you know, something, something to you, recover from. Are you saying that you are... Uh happy to eat animal products and any, any food really if you feel like it is that is that the way that is that what you were saying happy to no not at all i'm happy to eat fruit um only um uh, mastering my own mind to stick to that 100 percent throughout for uh you know for my entire life that's something i have yet to accomplish Okay. And I, as far as I can tell, I don't know that anyone actually has accomplished that yet. Anyone that's into fruitarianism. Um, it seems there's people that claim that they're eating 100% fruit, but you look into to it more deeply, I uh, don't think they actually are. Um, there may be people out there, but I have yet to find it. Um, so, no, if I eat something else, very, very rarely will I eat meat, but I still, I still, it's not uh, completely gone um, as of yet. Uh, but if I eat anything besides fruit, I feel that one, it's not nearly as healthy. Well, that should be two, really. But and one is, um, it's, it's, it requires violence. It requires that I'm harming and or killing uh, a sentient being. So, yeah. Sure. So, um, what was your transition like to that diet, and what were the benefits you felt, and how did you learn about it? You found it on the internet, but how did you actually learn more about how to how to do it? Through trial and error, through my own experience. Um, I didn't have that much to go by. I didn't really know anyone in person. Um. So yeah, it was through trial and error, uh, which is all I really know for sure, for almost for sure. For you know, we only really know our own experience. Even that's questionable, right? <laughs> um, so you eat only fruit, and then you you start to go through detoxification. Uh, your body starts to transform, um, and then you 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 go back on the internet and you. you you, uh, you research these things, you start to find out that uh, rashes, things like rashes and irritability and cold and flu symptoms. Mm -hmm. uh, I haven't had a cold in many years. Um, 
these are all intentional processes that the body uh, undergoes in order to heal and clean itself up. Um, so, yeah, it's really, it's, it's been quite a lot. Um, I've absorbed through the years a lot of information, whatever I can find really from various people through the internet and a little bit in person. Uh, I went to the Woodstock Fruit Festival where we met. Um, I didn't, I felt, I didn't feel that I really met a lot of people there that were in having similar interests there as I was hoping to. Um, people were more into the sort of vegan fruitarian thing, um, which, like I said, I respect it, but I have disagreements with, which I, you know, respectful disagreements with. Um, and, but I did meet uh, some people. Um, I met um, Tony Wright, mm -hmm. who was already one of my favorite authors on the topic. Uh, some, I think you're aware, uh, but for anyone watching, maybe isn't. He is a wonderful human being, wonderful. He, he authored um, a couple books. Uh, the, uh, the, 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 the one book is um, called Left in the Dark. And then the next one was sort of an updated version of the same book, right? Called uh, Return mm -hmm. to the Brain of Eden. Mm -hmm. um, and those are fascinating ideas. Uh, I mentioned reading Mango Wadsack stuff um, and tons and tons of other things that people have to say um, on the topic, um, both for and against it. And you just, you explore these things. I think for a lot of people, it's a passing interest or maybe most people, it's a passing interest. But for me, it's, I just, I feel so strongly the ethical side of it. Uh, you know, I think like, well, okay, it's possible to eat without killing, but so then why wouldn't you do that? You know, it's, I imagine like if someone, if I was like in a cage and someone had captured me and they wanted to eat me. And I was like, please don't eat me. Please don't do these horrible things that you have in store for me. Um, but, and, and, and it was like, you could easily just eat this fruit over there. And they were, and what if they were like, yeah, well, but I'd, I'd rather eat you because you, you taste better or something like that. It, it's kind of a, <laughs> not that different, the situation that we're presented with on this planet, um, most of us at this point. Sure, sure. So what benefits did you get from changing to this diet? Huge. Um, so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm 44 now. And uh, I am much healthier than generally people around me, similar, my similar age. Mm -hmm. um, I'm 44 and I live in the city, in New York City, right in the middle of, of, uh, of Brooklyn. There's tons of uh, inner pollution, electromagnetic pollution here. Um, I'm working on changing my life and maybe getting more in nature uh, eventually, but have not that hasn't happened yet. 
Um, <clears throat> uh, let's see. Specifically, I just don't have the kinds of issues that, sure. that people have. I don't have uh, much body odor. Um, I don't. I'm I'm thin. I haven't like started to get a belly. Mm. Uh, I think part of how people get sick, as time goes on, we start to eat food that that is um, that it gets stuck in our in our digestive tract, right? And we start to have bellies that stick out more and more. And the problem with that is the body is constantly trying to clean that up. And so we're, we're exhausted all day, every day, the body's working hard, trying to clean up something that it never really does. And the belly gets bigger and bigger. And uh, often people in this condition consider themselves not sick to actually be healthy. They haven't officially come down with any illness yet. Um, I don't have any of those kinds of illnesses. Sure. And I left won't for a long time. Um, yeah. So I think that's pretty good. Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's pretty good. So let's talk about your book and when did you, why did you write this and what is it about? Yeah. So my book, Fruitarian Yummies, uh, which is available on my website, if anyone is interested, uh, brettcohen.com, B-R-E-T-C-O-H-E-N.com. Uh, Fruitarian Yummies is a recipe book. Um, basically, I've met a lot of people through the years that have asked me, so what exactly do you eat throughout the day? I couldn't quite imagine eating just fruit, um, especially if you live in a place, you don't live in the tropics where we don't have as good quality fruit available. Um, and this book is sort of a response to that question. This book is, uh, I said, well, let, let me start compiling them. Um, let me start compiling recipes. Uh, this book is only recipes. It is nothing to do with, there's nothing in there about the philosophy, um, the reasons for fruitarianism that we've been talking about a little bit today. Mm -hmm. um, it's only recipes. It is 33 pages of uh, not only raw recipes, there's also cooked recipes in there for people that are um, still having cooked food. Um, I decided to leave that in there. Um, they're all 100% fruit recipes, um, both raw and cooked. Uh, one nice recipe in there, for example, is noodles. You take... Uh, some zucchini, you use a vegetable peeler, you make noodles out of the zucchini, and then uh, there's various types of sauces that can go with it, delicious sauces. And instead of having this spaghetti that people eat, which is made of seeds, and seeds are made to be planted to stay where they are put, mm -hmm. um, we have noodles made of zucchini, which is delicious and far, far easier for the body to process. Um, so yeah, so I thought, uh, it would be a nice thing to share with people. 
Well, thank you very much, Brett, and thank you for joining me today. And if you want to check out that book, Fruitarian Yummies, brettcohen.com. And um, any anything else, Brett, what, what else would you like to share with the audience before we before we finish? Hmm. Wow. Just this is very, very worthwhile thing to look into. Um, if you have even a little bit of interest, you will not regret uh, exploring the topic. Thank Please. you very much. Thank you very much, Brett. And thank you, everyone, for watching and listening. And we'll see you in another episode of the Lockwood Podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Ronnie. I'll see you later.